I have always hesitated to speak any words at all, to break the profound silence that overtakes us every time we hear the proclamation of the Passion Gospel. For it is a deep and penetrating silence, and it sits in that space where holy thoughts live, where images of love and pain exist side by side. So for a moment, recall the opening words of our liturgy today. Since the beginning of Lent until now, we have prepared our hearts by penance and charitable works. On the threshold of Holy Week, the liturgy that we celebrate on this day assumes that we have been preparing for the past 40 days to enter into the journey of Christ as he embraces the final days of his life. But we are, of course, conscious that this is not historical drama. This is our entering into our passion, suffering, and resurrection with him. If we have kept the spirit of Lent in our minds and our hearts, if we have put Lenten practices on our agendas, if we have let the word of God stir our soul to be a place for the mercy of God, then we are ready to commemorate the astonishing and grace-filled events that the Church celebrates on this week that we call holy. We heard Paul tell us today that Christ emptied himself, a kenosis it was known as. Being human and taking the form of a slave, being obedient, Paul says, even to the cross. This surrender, this surrender of, of Jesus is a surrender of complete trust in the Father. And so we might ask, why does God love us so much with such abandon? Why does he ask of his son to empty himself in that way? And can we, will we, surrender ourselves to God as willingly? This is a question, I think, for us as we enter Holy Week. And we enter this Holy Week realizing that that whole passion narrative was a story that says power does not save us. It is never power that saves us. It is the humility of Jesus Christ. A humility that had made him in life a companion to the poor, the outcast, the broken, and the brokenhearted. The sinners, 
the tax collectors, and the hungry. That was his ministry in life, and it would be his in dying. And so we enter Holy Week in that humility, conscious of the hearts and the anguish of our own brothers and sisters who are in grief, in fear, in poverty, in exile from family or country. All those for whom Jesus emptied himself in life and in dying. We enter Holy Week with them, for they are the ones he came to redeem. But we also enter Holy Week in our own, with our own companions in faith, with the members of this good community, with fellow travelers, with all of those across the church preparing for baptism, with those among us who might be anxious for any reason, those who are celebrating life or a new lease on life, and all those who are simply glad to be alive and well. And so we enter Holy Week with a great hope, a hope that the world cannot give us, a hope that does not wear down or wear us out, a kingdom hope. Jesus was human. He took the nature, as Isaiah said, of the suffering servant. But he was also the glorious Son of God. And the entry into Jerusalem tells us both, riding humbly on a donkey and yet in glorious procession to his death and resurrection. For God would raise him up and he will raise us up. There is much to celebrate this week. This is the week for us to be church, visibly and intentionally, to do what we do so well, pray together. We will wash feet, in other places, bodies will be placed into the waters of the font, and they will be anointed with oil. We will kiss a bare cross. We will sing, and we will be reduced to silence. We will eat and drink at this table, the Lord's table. So let us do that with full heart, with humble spirit, and for one reason alone, he loved us so much.